0: Hello all, welcome to the first episode of Kairos in 2021. This is Jailakshmi from the financial planning team and I have Samyukta, a certified financial planner joining me in today's conversation. Wishing you all a very happy new year. So we know new years are all about making resolutions, taking stock and preparing for a brighter future. On that note, did you know that the month January derives its name from the Roman god Janus? Let me tell you, Janus is the god of new beginnings and transition. Interestingly, he has two faces, one that looks to the past and one that looks towards the future. The spirit of Kairos is to talk about doing the right thing at the right time for personal finance. So Sam, where do you think a review fit in?
1: Jaya, I think it's interesting how Janice sort of perfectly symbolizes the concept of reviewing financial plans because we need to look back at what we've achieved and gaze into the future to assess what we must do. Uh, Instead of thinking about when we should review a financial plan, I think first we should understand why financial plans need to be reviewed in the first place. In my mind, there are three solid reasons. The first is to retain personal relevance. The second is to be adaptable and current. And the third is to maintain financial health. If your life changes and your plan doesn't, you're working to an outdated plan. It's no longer relevant. For instance, imagine you started saving at 23 with the intent of buying a house by the time you turn 30. And somewhere along the way in your journey, you realize that you don't want to buy a house anymore. Then you have to answer a few obvious questions like, why are you still saving this money? And are you saving in the right investment avenues?
0: That's an interesting point. Even I have often observed that when goals change or abandon, the motivation to save decreases. And it's very difficult for people to imagine and stick to the fact that they are going to need this money 10 years down the line when they have opportunities to spend it right away. So, knowing why we are saving plays such an important role in our financial well-being and I guess we are only going to be aware when we spend that time reviewing and reflecting about what we want from our money, right?
1: Absolutely, I think this culture of mindfulness finds a place in financial planning as well. The more aware and conscious we are, the better the quality of our decisions. Now, coming back to the second point I was making relating to adaptability, most people assume that a plan requires a review only when something changes in their lives. But the world can change and that affects your plan too. Let me give you a few examples from recent years. In 2016, the RBI adopted an inflation targeting model. So if inflation is under control, then retirees don't need to worry so much about managing it. But it also means that in the long run, your returns will moderate. This mandate comes up for review later in March this year. Then in 2017, we were near the peak of a bull market. So, there was definitely a need to restructure asset allocation. Uh, And then in 2018, the government reintroduced long-term capital gains for equity instruments. So, return expectations for equity had to be recalibrated. In the 2019 union budget, the standard deduction was increased from 40,000 rupees to 50,000 rupees for salaried people. And I'm not even going to get into 2020 because so many unprecedented things happened last year. The point I'm trying to make is that we are not the only ones influencing our financial futures. There are so many external factors too.
0: I completely agree and uh, the examples that you just quoted year-wise is sure some food for thought. We often believe that what happens in the markets or the economy or government policies have almost no impact on our lives but these examples show us that this is simply not true. You have highlighted a big incident every year since 2016.
1: So tell me does this mean someone should review their plan annually? Thanks for bringing up that question Jaya, because it directly connects to the third point that I was going to make with respect to financial health. Almost every financial planner recommends reviewing your plan annually. This is because from an overall financial health perspective, you can set things right every year. Now, through this annual review process, we've helped clients um, identify and contest drops in their credit scores replenish their emergency funds, reassess their insurance needs, renegotiate loan rates, and address behavioral challenges. Now, in most of these cases, there's been no significant change to their goals, and external factors haven't had too much of a bearing on their plans because we managed to address that through the continuous monitoring process. But in two separate cases, there was an error in the credit score, And if we hadn't done the review, it's unlikely that the client would have noticed that their credit score had fallen. And in both these cases, it was an error on the bank's part and not the client's part, right? So there was no need for them to actually go and check their credit score. And so if you had just let it lie, that blemish would have stayed on their record for longer for no good reason,
0: That's amazing because we can't stress the importance of having an accurate credit score. It opens up all sorts of doors and you know in the US at one point having a good credit score sent positive signals to potential employers because it showed that you were more responsible. Fine, so now that we know why we should review the plans, let's get into the next question that is, when should someone review? Now, there are some obvious milestone events like getting married or having a child which nudges people in the direction of planning or reviewing an older plan. Are there some other specific triggers that you could highlight?
1: Of course. Uh, I think experience plays a crucial role in nudging people into the planning ecosystem. It's unfortunate, but it's usually a negative uh, experience uh, where you see this trend. Uh, It takes something like a medical emergency for people to take health insurance or emergency funds seriously. They often come in after a bitter experience at the hospital or once they've been forced into taking a personal loan. And I was reading some statistics about this, um, according to which around 15% of India's population had some form of health cover back in 2010. And now we are somewhere between 25 to 30%. So that's a good jump in the last 10 years. But um, a majority of our population is still uninsured or underinsured. And obviously, Uh, This sort of experience is not the ideal way in which you would want people to come into the planning ecosystem, um, which is why we actually encourage people to start planning early on because then you're preventing rather than fixing problems.
0: Oh, that's so true. These harsh events are also wake-up calls that we shouldn't ignore. And I can think of two other reasons why people would review their plans the first is if someone's aspirations or goals change and the second is related to their career how do you think careers influence the frequency of reviews
1: i think careers are so influential in the whole review process Uh, i'm just going to categorize this into three buckets so let's um, look at it in terms of source of income cash flows, and career breaks. If you're a salaried professional, your income streams are more predictable. But when you're a freelancer, you're going to have ups and downs, and you'll have to forecast your income every few months. And if you're in business, then your income and profitability are cyclical, so you actually have to think long term. You need to prepare for tough phases when you're on a strong wicket, and survive the leaner years. Surprisingly, it's the self-employed and the entrepreneur segments that need to plan more frequently, but it's generally the salaried class that plans regularly.
0: That makes a lot of sense and I think that has to do more with predictability. When we speak to entrepreneurs and freelancers, their standard response is that they can't really plan amidst so much uncertainty and 2020 in particular was a really tough year. There was almost no visibility into the future but as a planner, I feel that people fixate too much on the plan or the predictable part and too little on the planning or the adaptive part. What's your thought on this?
1: Yeah, that's true. Um, We're all seeking certainty and assurances, right? And I like the way you put that, that uh, people fixate too much on the predictability and too little on the adaptability. Um, The good news is that you can definitely overcome the problems associated with unpredictability through regular reviews. And I'm going to tie back to a point you made on limited visibility of cash flows. For a lot of people, I think 2020 just changed their income structures. On one hand, you had people who were losing their jobs and taking deep pay cuts. Uh, And then on the other hand, you had some industries that were dishing out bonuses and doing really well. And I also noticed that 2020 just wore out a lot of people, you know. Uh, many people have chosen to take a career break or a sabbatical just to regroup. And I don't think you can uh, do this without some sort of plan in your mind, right?
0: Absolutely, there are so many factors to consider like how your financial dependence would feel, whether you have enough insurance and making sure you have a steady source of money so that, uh, you know, the break is enjoyable. And Now moving on to the next question, what if this or any other big life event was part of the plan? So in this case, is a review then necessary or uh, nice to have? In my opinion,
1: uh, I think reviews uh, are necessary even when things are part of the plan. There's a lot of fine tuning you need to do. Uh, Let me give you an example. So for instance, if you're taking a career break, you'll realize that there are so many expenses that you haven't factored into your calculations. Now, most people will provide for what they need on a day-to-day basis, but they may forget to leave aside money for little indulgences that we just take for granted when we're earning members. Or they might miss including their insurance premiums, and this is not a small amount, but it's not something that you can compromise on either. Or when it comes to dealing with a large expense like replacing a fridge or a washing machine, that becomes a challenge. Now, these are all blind spots and neither you nor your planner can anticipate everything. That's not the point that I'm trying to make. Um, But what helps is the process of review, right? And this is why it's so powerful. Because the basic lesson that we're going to learn from all of this is that nothing is set in stone and we must learn to adapt to our financial circumstances, both in good times and bad.
0: That's right and I think adaptability is the key here. That's a really great note to end on. The most common financial mistake is that we don't make the most out of good times. I hope 2021 is a more positive year all around than 2020. Thank you all for listening in. Subscribe to our podcast if you like this episode. If you want professional guidance or want to share any feedback, write to us at info at ithought.co.in. You can also find us on Twitter and LinkedIn. Our handle is ithoughtplan. We hope to see you next month here. Thank you.